Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. What's going on, people? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Find Your Voice. My name is Aaron, and as always, I am the host of the show. So today's guest is somebody I would consider a rising star. And by that I mean it's somebody who's really taken the property world by storm in such a short amount of time. Now, for many of you that know me, I am actually a full-time property investor and it's kind of what made me, I suppose, financially free to allow me to do passion projects like today. But this lady's not far off and I say watch this space because she's going to be somebody who you're going to be either working with, watching or perhaps just taking huge amounts of inspiration from. Now, the reason I say that is because through our interview and through conversations offline, I found out that this person was also working was also working on the side, was also a single parent, and had a side business as well. So for anyone out there who thinks they can't do it or they don't have enough time or work stressful or their kids are playing up, well, listen, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your excuses, and I'm sure Donna, who's our guest today, doesn't want to hear them either. So without further ado, let's get this interview on the way. How are you doing today? You all right? Yeah, I'm very well. Feeling very buzzed up, actually, from good a good stuff. weekend. So. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Okay, so if you could kind of explain how you've progressed through life and ended up where you are now in your journey. Okay, I've done quite a lot in life, actually. So I've done, yeah, There's there's been quite a lot of peaks and troughs, I'm sure, um, like a lot of people. So um, I had a very good upbringing. Um, I was brought up with money. So my dad had his own business. He was very business minded. Um, My mum was a stay at home mum to three girls. So um, I had that whole business influence from my dad and also the caring motherly role, uh, quite a uh, old fashioned role, really, because my dad went out to work and my mum stayed at home and looked after us full time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was nice to I think um, you know the, the importance of modeling and everything I had I had a very good upbringing because um, you know like I said I had the business aspect of my dad and the drive and understanding the importance of money which he was a big believer in his understanding so we worked from a very young age I was 13 when I had my first job oh wow um, yeah and I did to be honest I didn't need to work mm-hmm. because we had a big house I had horses we had land you know so I had an amazing start in life but my dad came from a very humble background and was like it's important that you understand the value of money and Mm. to go out to work so yeah I started work when I was 13 earned my own money um, and I've worked ever since maybe that's why I'm such a hard worker and and I know that unless you put the graft in you don't get the results sort of thing so absolutely yeah so um and and then for, I'd, I'd stayed on at school, so I, I was very uh, academic-minded out of the three of us. I was the one, uh, the clever one, they say, in the family. <laughs> There's always one, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, I can so, relate to that. 
yeah yeah because you're the brainy one as well aren't you well apparently but uh, i'd probably disagree now i think my little sister's taken that mantle oh is now. she yeah. she's taking yeah, over now yeah absolutely. um so yeah so I did um I stayed at school did my A levels um I did a BTEC national diploma in art and design because that's the sort of area I was going down um and then I went to Newcastle and did a uh, fashion marketing degree um for 4 years uh, within that 4 years I did a 3 year um, the, the the 3 years were academic in university and then I did a year within industry it was um, classed as a sandwich course mm-hmm. um so during that time I went and I uh, designed ladies handbags for the high street yeah so I used to that was my old my old career I suppose I I started designing ladies handbags for the high street um went into designing um and then I had a bit of a uh a a moment in life I separated I had a six-year relationship with my first love as well who I met when I was 17 Mm. um and that massively affected me like I ended up having depression um and anxiety um, I mean, I stayed in bed. My, bless my mum. She had to come and get me out of bed sometimes because it was just awful I could, mm. coping with it, you know, together six years. Um, and, yeah, I had a bit of a, I don't know, maybe a bit of a life-changing moment. And I was like, there's got, you know, there's got to be more to life than lying in bed, crying over an ex-boyfriend. So I ended up going travelling, backpacking okay. around Australia on my own which was rather daunting you find mm. yourself in a country the other side of the world on your own to kind of find yourself yeah but it was the most amazing feat it's the freest I've ever felt in my life mm. you were in a country you could go wherever you wanted whenever you wanted and you weren't restricted by time or money or anything um it, and it was it, it was absolutely amazing and it in it I spent six months over there mm-hmm. um, and I actually, whilst I was over there, started applying for jobs because uh, I wanted to do um, extreme sportswear design. That was a passion of mine. I've always been into surfing and snowboarding um, and that was a great passion of mine. So basically, I went over to have kind of a holiday but I took again I think it's always been my entrepreneurial skills (laughs) um I took a cd basically with my whole portfolio that Mm. I generated at university and I posted it out to all the major companies so Quicksilver, Rip Curl, Billabong um and then I got contacted I was on Fraser Island doing a two-day trip an incredible place and I had no internet because it was just in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. and um, I had a a ping on my phone and it was a voicemail from Quicksilver saying they wanted to interview me Wow! and I was like wow like what an opportunity was that for Um, design that was for designing designing extreme sportswear so you know like all your um, snowboarding your surf hoodies and all of that yeah that's what they do they're a massive brand if you're into you kind of skate and surfwear um so what an opportunity so I went to Torquay where they're based um and I stayed there for a week I went for an interview um and they offered me a position as a junior designer fantastic um but they they said to me we basically want you to be able to do all your CAD design so basically all the things I drew Mm. they wanted me to be able to do it on a computer 
So I was like, you know, for me to then get the job, because uh, it was all Illustrator based and Photoshop based. Um, so yeah, I basically ran out of money anyway in Australia. So I had to come home. Right. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd done everything. I'd gone from the bottom of Australia, like the, where the 12 apostles are up, up to Cairns. So I'd done the whole of the East Coast. Um, so I came home, I did a CAD design course, uh, passed the course, and then I had a moment again, another maybe life-changing moment, like what do I actually want out of life? Mm. And the thing is with the fashion industry, although it's amazing and it's so um, inspiring, the world of design, it's very pretentious as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very open bubbly person and always have been and I was surrounded by a lot of people and it was all about money Mm. uh, what you owned rather than who you were as a person Mm -hmm. so maybe I went a little bit deep with all of that and was like well what could I do that would make a difference yeah and and then I saw Leicester Constabulary were um recruiting for police officers okay um yeah so this was like 11 years ago 12 years 12 years ago now um so I went along with my mum um to the event and it was amazing the fact that you could do so many different roles within one job um and I um did all the application process and passed it like really high level uh all the written and the mathematical um but I didn't get through the interview um I just didn't have what it what was necessary to get the position um so I kind of gave up which was very unlike me because I'm a bit of a striver yeah I I definitely am and I'm a bit like if somebody says no to me it makes me work even harder (laughs) honestly um so my um coach at the time uh, the person who basically was doing all the application process with us and making sure that we knew what we needed to do to get to the end goal which was to get the role as a police officer she contacted me actually and said do not give up you're mm. amazing I real th- I think you have what it takes and on that occasion you weren't successful but you were up against a lot of people who were like PCSOs or specials so they had a more of a police knowledge than I did uh, because I I had no no friends in the police no family in the police I had no idea what was involved Mm -hmm. um so yeah I basically transferred my uh application to West Midlands Police and because I'd um done everything the only thing I had to do for them was the the different fitness test because they have a different fitness test to Leicester and I passed that and got accepted So, yeah, I'm like 11 years service now with them. Oh, wow. I know. I don't even know how the time just flies. (laughs) So um, I did well at school. I wanted to do well in my career. I wanted to be a business. Always had this dream of being a businesswoman. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, I, I, because I'd hit on it a little bit because we had horses growing up. So um, when I was 13, I was asked to ride for Great Britain. Wow. Yeah, so at 13, I got scouted. Um, So that was something else I used to do as well on the side of going to school. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I, um, so yeah, I did horse riding when I was younger and I got asked to ride for Great Britain. But I, again, 
had this thought in my mind I want to be a career woman I had friends at school you know and I was like I, I, I thought if I do that it's going to stop my development in the area that I want to go in right okay. so I never I never did that and and again I think that's because of the person that I am like I'm always striving for something so I did the university thing um, mm. and obviously because of my university um, and then I separated from my ex of six years, I, I then spent some time on my own. Mm. Um, I spent two and a half years on my own. I think it was really, really important to find you as a person. Of course. Um, so, I, yeah, I did a bit of soul searching, I think, during that time and figuring out who I was and what I wanted in life mm. um, because I find in a relationship when you spend a long time together you just become a couple yeah rather than an individual that's so um, true yeah and I'd lost myself I didn't know who I was anymore or what I wanted so yeah I, I then spent some time on my own um, joined the police and then I met my most recent ex who's my uh, daughter's father mm -hmm. and we were together 10 years so yeah I didn't have my daughter until I was nearly 30 right okay okay so when my daughter was four months old mm -hmm. um, I then set a business up so I was still a police officer but I took maternity leave for 13 months to bring her up um, and I set my business up so um, keepsake uh, company it's called Made From Memories right, okay. um, basically I make handmade keepsake bears out of outgrown baby clothes that's a fantastic idea yeah yeah so it's 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 massively popular um, and I've got a massive following now because I've been doing it for six years um, and I also make uh, the, some uh, remembrance cushions out of granddad shirts you know from uh, family members that yeah. have passed um, or teddy bears out if I mean I get a lot of people like they've lost their partner to cancer um, I've done uh, bears made out of soldier uniforms because mum mums have lost their son in war in Afghanistan Oh, wow. um so it's honestly it's i, I love it that's I absolutely love it's it. so sentimental as well it, it is and they're so individual because obviously they're made from the clothes absolutely. that belong to that person oh that's lovely uh, so that's something else i've just learned from you as well <laughs> oh did you not know else, about no, that no like i said it was always property and then obviously we got speaking and i was like hold on a second there's yeah. a fascinating story here and a fascinating lady who's doing all these amazing things because we touched on it prior to starting this interview was um i want people who may may be in a similar situation to yourself i.e being a single parent having all these aspirations and businesses on the side to believe in themselves a little bit more that they can go out and do so much more yeah i mean i don't know how you're fitting this in by the way i'm going to ask you that afterwards because <laughs> <laughs> we all only have 24 hours in the day we do it's, it's fascinating and maybe it's it's probably something you touched on earlier in your life where you saw your dad the modeling aspect and seeing how hard I suppose he worked to come from humble background yeah. to give you and I think you've got two siblings you mentioned I have yeah life. I've got two young younger sisters um Tr uh, Trisha Harvey who's my mentor actually in property who's mm -hmm. a, an amazing individual um and she does real life coaching and um yeah, she's just I think maybe I, I mean I, I went to MMI I don't know if you're familiar with MMI the millionaire mind intensive it's oh, no. all to do with yeah Vecca. if you haven't done it you should definitely go mm -hmm. um and basically they 
cover your money blueprint and how you think about money and how um, your modeling from a child has affected the decisions that you make regarding money. That's very interesting. Um, And I went and, yeah, I went and did that for three days. And I think um, I had a very, very positive uh, idea of money. And I think that's because of my dad. Mm. Money was Mm. never negative. Like they came out with comments like rich people are greedy people, um, you know, like all, all negative connotations towards money. And because I'd had such a positive um, thought on wealth and money, because my dad, God, apart from my dad saying, you know, wait till you get older and how (laughs) hard you have to work for money. Um, he did a, everything was very positive around money and business and working so yeah maybe that's where it all started I think so because I think I I've probably heard more negative connotations towards money growing up and I suppose even myself having come from humble backgrounds you do hear those sayings uh, money's the root of all evil um, rich people are greedy rich people don't care yeah. but growing up and having to change my own mindset which has been an absolute minefield um and, yeah you know through reading and affirmations and stuff i think um you don't necessarily need to love money but you need to at least understand the benefits that yeah. it, can, it can give you so i think it's fantastic yeah. that you had that from a young age and obviously you'll be able to pass that message on to your little one as well yeah well incredibly actually hitting on holly um she um I, i've been away for three days in london at my sister's uh, real life property event mm-hmm. um and my mum had my daughter so i came home on sunday to pick her up um and uh we were talking about the future and everything and and my mum uh, said my daughter said uh, that she's had enough of school already she's only six oh, wow. um she she loved school but i think because it's getting harder now because she's getting older she said to her nana uh nana i don't i don't want to uh, be at school anymore um and my my mum said to her um holly well you've you've still got primary school and high school to do you've got a long time still in education <laughs> and she turned around to my mum and she says but but nana i'm going to do what my mummy does <laughs> and my, um, yeah she says mummy's going to help me build a portfolio of properties up so that i don't have to stay in school and that i can be a businesswoman just like her <laughs> she's six that. i know i was like that's amazing and then i sat down and i was explaining to my mum about passive income mm. um and the fact that um I'm wanting to build up a portfolio for Holly so that she's got the choice of what she does. So whether she wants to work or set her own business up or go traveling, Mm -hmm. I said I wanted to have the opportunity that she's got the money coming through so she can decide where her future lies rather than, you know, life dictating to her where she's going to be. Absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's, it's, It's all about choice, isn't it? And, um, definitely if, if, you, if you can provide her with that and I suppose that's kind of where I'm looking at as well so similar to yourself in terms of like children and I, I want to kind of set my business up first that when I do choose to have kids I want them at a very early age to have that mindset that Holly's just displayed there um, yeah. and to know that there are other ways where you can if you use money the right way um, especially through property which you both understand give them that message at an earlier age it, it'll certainly help them 
Well, Aaron, you I mean, from what I've I've read of you and seen mm. of you in your YouTube videos and that, you've you've had a very similar sort of step as me because yeah. you've done several different things and had Absolutely. to find where you are. And in fact, you being a social worker and me being a police officer, it's all about giving back, isn't 100%, it? Hundred percent, absolutely. You know? uh, and and you touched on it earlier as well. We said. Um, like there's more to life than money and stuff. And that was kind of the yeah. reason I gave up project management and working for a great London company um, yeah. because I was like, there's got to be more to life. And that's kind of where I went yeah. into the social work side. My only problem was I just realised the impact I suppose I wanted to have in social work I wasn't able to give. And that's the same as the police because what I I joined to make a difference, but because of uh, legalities and yeah, the government and the, the the yeah the restrictions of court and everything, mm, mm. I although I want to make that impact, I can't make that impact because there's restrictions stopping me. Absolutely, I suppose that's probably the reason you then chose to go through property yes well property's always been one of these i was one of these who sat for hours watching uh, homes, homes under, under the, the hammer, hammer. <laughs> <laughs> i think we've all done it haven't we, we have, yeah. um and and i've always loved property and the excitement of you know having having a dirty stone and making it into a diamond sort of thing mm, yeah you know by and and also again my, my mission is to um make affordable housing to a high quality standard and make every house a home. I mean, my, my company, Comp uh, my Compass in, uh, Property Investment, is all about uh, giving people the right direction and um, get, making every house a home, whether it's for a temporary accommodation until they find their forever home, whether it's their first home that they're buying as a couple or whether I'm providing a forever home for them. Um, um, it's just giving them that feeling of being at home. I, I think I think I've, as a student and also in my professional life, I've rented um, and, uh, you know, these rooms in houses or, uh, you know, a, a single let if you, you're doing a buy to let um, just never feel like home. Mm. And that's important to me in my portfolio is to create houses that feel like home feel like home that's a lovely message and yeah. I think I think everyone wants that don't they really I mean I try and do that with my tenants as well is I try and let them use it as their home so if they want to decorate if they want to do stuff that's absolutely fine by me because yeah. it is about creating that home because like you said we know what it's like to have that feeling of coming home as opposed to just staying somewhere where you think this is just a temporary measure. And I think it's important, you know, with regards to keeping your tenants as well, because if you provide such an amazing environment for mm. them that's safe and clean and tidy, they want to stay there Absolutely. because it does feel like home. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've had no change of touch wood, so fingers crossed it stays like that. But um, yeah. yeah, I just love that message behind uh, what you're trying to do in property. So I need to ask you now because obviously we touched on all these amazing things you're doing i'm sure you probably missed some stuff out as well what's your yeah, I'm sure. what's your what's your daily routine like then so being a single mother getting into property and i've seen some of your your cracking deals that you've got lined up now working in the police force as well you're into health and fitness which you haven't mentioned but i know that from stalking your profile so <laughs> <laughs> so what other things are you doing and what what's the kind of day in the life like um for you oh my my days are absolutely crazy 
<laughs> I can imagine. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It, they, it is bedlam because um, I obviously split with my ex a couple of years ago. So he has my daughter a few days a week, which also allows me to have some time uh, to get things done. Um, I only work part time in the police now. So I work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday every week. Um, and um, I then have my business, my keepsake business. Um, however, since I went to MMI and looked at my business and growing the business and coming out of the business, because the problem with me at the moment is I'm in everything. Um, and I've now, now I've come down this mindset journey and going into property and with my mentoring and coaching with Tricia, um, I've now realized that I need to come out. Now I've set things up and they're going really well and I've built up a massive client base. I need to come out of it mm -hmm. because my time's precious. And if I invest all my time in one thing, I can't do anything else. So I've actually uh, recently taken on two ladies um, that I'm going to train up to make my keepsake. So that's going to be basically handed over to them and then I will just manage it, um, which is then going to free up some time to do more on the property side, uh, which I've just started. Um, but like you hit on, Aaron, I've, you know, I've already got two deals and they're yep. big projects they're like eight bed hmos um that i'm also juggling in between and i'm sure you know the amount of viewings that you have to go on to find <laughs> these deals absolutely it's 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 inspiring to see what what you're doing because um yeah. like i said I, I keep saying it but initially i thought it was just property then obviously getting to know you over the last month or so i'm hearing how many other things you're doing and if anything it makes me feel quite lazy to be honest because I'm like <laughs> I I haven't got a child to look after I haven't got an occupation where I need to be there Monday to Wednesday um yeah. so and yeah I know how difficult it is it's literally you've got yeah. to get used to the word no you've got to get used to rejections you've yeah. got to be on the ground 24 7 so it's yeah. inspiring and hopefully it inspires other people as well out there who may yeah. think having being a single parent or having a part-time job or a full-time job is a way to kind of excuse them from not aspiring to get their dreams there's no excuses there isn't there's there isn't no excuses Absolutely. honestly you are your own worst enemy the reason you don't succeed in life is because of yourself 100%. and it's and i'm a great believer in taking action if you don't take action and you don't take risk nothing ever changes and the thing is if i carried on doing what I've always done I would just remain where I've always the been same results. Absolutely. so ex exactly so what I've done is it is difficult I'm not gonna lie it's hard work but I've done so much change recently and so much on the mindset because mindset's so important mm -hmm. because to me if your your head's not in the game you're not in the game you know and it massively um you need to be telling yourself every day reminding you you can do it i mean mm -hmm. every day i write down my successes mm -hmm. um i do my five successes every day um i also write my goals down so mm -hmm. it's important that you know what your goals are mm -hmm. um you know your your quarterly goals your uh, yearly goals your five yearly goals your 10 and your 20 yearly goals um because because it gives you something to aim towards. I think I hit on that earlier about how important your goals are to make you drive towards mm. them. Mm. Um, and look, obviously you hit on earlier as well, the affirmations and declarations. Mm. It's, it's all about, you know, 
getting you and your mind in the right place and it's amazing how much only in a matter of a couple of months my life has just gone upside down in a good way <laughs> in a good way um, yeah. honestly the things that are coming to me like the amount of investors that are contacting mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. for my projects because all my projects are 100% investor led uh, we do JV partnership, but I use zero of my own money. Mm. Um, it's all investor money that pays for my properties, um, which and they get a very good return, much better return than they would with the banks. Um, as you know, Aaron, you do the same, course, the yeah, same thing. The same, yeah. So, um, but it's so important because. You, you know, the, these individuals are buying into me. It's not just mm. about the deal. It's about me as a person. Um, and I'm very positive, very driven, very motivated. I'm a very friendly, approachable person, which is very important. Um, and I believe in myself. I, yes, I am a single mum. Yes, I do own a business, business. Yes, I do have a job. And yes, I have set a property um, business up, but I'm doing it. Mm. I love so it. It's I love possible. It. <laughs> it's it's yeah. so inspiring. I mean, I'm just taking notes here because I want to. What I want to do from from what you just said there is give single parents at home just a couple of tips there. So the number one thing, yeah. and this is something that I've had to really, really work on myself in the last six months, is believing yourself because irrespective Definitely. of what anyone else says, whether it's your mom, whether it's your partner, your siblings, you have to believe in yourself above all else. And and also, if there's negative people around you, um, you don't necessarily need to get rid of them, but maybe spend less time with them. So if you're spending two hours a day with those people, maybe spend 20 minutes a day with them because the people that are around you, the, the negativity that's around you will only keep you where you are. It will not move you forward. I think that's a great point because... Some people always think, how can I just get rid of somebody who's negative in my life? Yeah. And we're not necessarily saying you need to get rid of them. What I do is I kind of do this thing where I look at them and I'll smile and nod, but I'm not listening to a word they're saying <laughs> if I know it's negative. <laughs> um, and at the same time, and that's mainly for people I know I have to kind of be around. But if it's someone negative, I do the same thing. I try and reduce yeah. the time with them. You also mentioned a very, very good point, which is you write down your goals daily. You do your affirmations. Yes. But I just want to quickly elaborate on something. You said the five successes. Is that five successes that you want to achieve or is it five successes that you've done perhaps the, the previous day? No, that day. So at right, the end okay. of every day. Yes, yeah, okay. so at the end of every day, I've got a success book, a, just a little book, a notebook. And I write the day and successes and I do five. So it can be as little as um, often it's the school run I've yeah, made yeah. on time. Been to the gym. You know, we, we, yeah, the, the, thing, the thing is we don't... Um, we don't celebrate our small successes we've achieved on a daily basis. And it's just sometimes the little things, especially with people with depression, mm. and I've been there, um, just getting up and showered mm. and getting dressed for the day is a massive achievement for somebody with depression. You know, simply picking the phone up to ask for help when you've got depression, that is a massive thing. So it's little successes, like I said, uh, getting um, to the school run on time, uh, going and doing some viewings, putting an offer in on a house, um, networking with somebody to possibly get another investor on board for a project. They're all little successes that I believe you need to highlight and um, and and they they say about w- once you write it down, uh, mm. the mechanics of your brain work differently, and it, you, it 
you you kind of take it in better once you write it down so that's what I do at the end of every day I write down my five successes no matter how big or small I love this. So what you're referring to at the end, I think it's called the reticular activation system. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think that's that's how you say it. <laughs> and it's kind of like the, so an easy example is if, for instance, you go out and you're looking for a red car or you buy a red car, all of a sudden yeah. when you're on the road, you're noticing that red car everywhere. Yeah. Whereas prior to that, you probably didn't. So I think if you yeah. can tune your brain in the right way that you're looking for opportunities, you're you're seeking yeah. that, better, that better purpose or vision of your life, you're going to start attracting that sort of stuff um you also just touched on something there really important about the small wins I I suppose I'm guilty of this myself because I will probably have a lot of small wins in the day but I'm not journaling that probably the way I should so I've literally written a note here that I'm going to literally copy what you're doing there because I think that's an amazing point to do I know the depression stuff that you mentioned with showering and little things like that having having seen my mom struggle with it for the best part of eight years I, I yeah. know that as a personal thing, so it's 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 a fantastic point there, and hopefully people listening to yeah. this can take that on board. So it's not as easy as uh, it sounds, I suppose. Obviously, with like the Instagram success, and we're looking around on social media, seeing everyone doing all these amazing things twenty four seven. Yeah, but it's uh, like you know, Aaron is do not ever compare yourself to anybody Absolutely. else. That that is the worst thing that anybody can do. You know, focus on what you're doing, where you're heading, what you're wanting from life, and also you hit on. Yeah, I'm I'm a big uh, fitness nutrition. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the reasons, actually, Aaron, that I found you through your fitness journey. Yeah. To be fair, before before the property journey, um, and I massively believe healthy body healthy mind um i have a very clean diet um only in the last four months have i started i do weightlifting um and all all of those people out there again single mums i don't Mm. go to the gym i do this from home um but but in the last couple of months i've lost a stone and i'm only small anyway um you know i've always been slim Mm -hmm. um but it's important to me that you get every part of your life in balance, I think, and and in your diet, exercising, you know, they release so many different chemicals that make you feel better about yourself. So yeah, it is hard work trying to fit all of this in, but you know, it it makes such an incredible difference. It does, yeah, so you absolutely. Just, just have to do it. Hundred <laughs> percent agree. I think it's it's just small wins little little habits rather than looking at the big picture i think the comparison um thing is is a massive point but it's again it's easier said than done i think um, if you find yourself looking at stuff constantly i I would just snooze it i would just stop using that app and just really try and find yourself which is something that you mentioned before um great stuff um so the next thing i want to know is about um adversity so um you're very bubbly you're doing amazing things and i'm sure like like many of our listeners you've you've had your fair share of adversity as well could you if you wouldn't mind explain a time where you've perhaps been through adversity maybe something recent i suppose in your journey whether it's a deal falling through or something something significant that you think that could normally break somebody or give somebody the opportunity to present themselves with an excuse i mean we we all have struggles in life i mean only re- like it's it's quite recent only two years ago now like i said i split with my ex and um 
it's it's been difficult you know I'm not I'm not gonna lie becoming becoming a single mom um knowing that I had my business work you know all the other day-to-day role role of a mother Mm. uh to contend with and juggle with it's been difficult um I uh I took the decision to end that relationship which again was a massive you know because I my decision was going to affect three people not just myself um however um i i sat one day and was like <clears throat> i feel lonely and i feel negative and i feel unhappy and i'm in a relationship and that isn't what is life's about mm. you should be in a relationship you should feel adored you should feel that that person brings out the best of you brings out the best version of you mm. and that they add to your life so that was a massive thing for me to do was to end a relationship especially when we had a young child together and almost stop being selfish because yeah. I had to think about the bigger picture the future and obviously the position of you know what how it was going to affect my daughter I suppose um so yeah I mean I could have easily have just said, look, let's just carry on, you know, let's just make it work. Let's work harder at it. Um, But I had to make that decision to like that. We've got to the end of the road and it's, it's not, it's not making me any better. It's not making him any better. And it certainly isn't going to make our daughter any better. So I'd, I'd say that's a massive achievement in itself to make, and, and realise that you needed to make changes. Wow, I think you just hit it there. It is an achievement, and I think thinking about the bigger picture in that in that scenario, because I see far too often people who are just unhappy in life. Yeah, being unhappy, you have to accept that it's a choice. And you've sat there and you thought, actually, I need to make a decision here to change this and for the better. And um, it seems like it's going for the better. I hope, obviously, the other party is fine as well. And obviously, your daughter's in a in a good place as well. So we've got a very amicable relationship. He's a great guy, That's you know, and he's an amazing dad. Mm-hmm. So, and I could never take that away from him. But together, I mean, as a family unit, we worked. But together, as a relationship, we didn't. And and it's important for for everybody out there. Don't be scared, like. I say so many times to friends of mine who are in un- unhappy relationships, but it's all about the money and it's mm. all about the security and, you know, they're scared. But I'd, I'd hand on heart say it's not as hard as you think it's going to be. It really isn't. And I, I suppose I'm guilty of it myself because sometimes when you have to make a decision and if you know it's going to hurt one of the other parties, I really, really struggle with that. And it's only recently where I've so I just kind of do like a five, four, three, two, one, a kind of a Mel Robbins yeah. approach where I'm like, okay, five, four, three, two, one. And I'll just send that message out or I'll give them the call yeah. or I'll say the message. And like you said, it's not as hard as you think. And in hindsight, I mean, after a day or two, everything's normally a lot better than probably the scenario you're telling yourself in your head. Exactly. So what's your biggest fear then? My biggest fear, I think it's like a lot of people is failure hmm. and um doing something and not succeeding i've been very fortunate that the decisions that i've made in life i've always i've always succeeded i've over succeeded in everything that i've done even little jobs i've had uh reception jobs at dental practices and the uh 
the head dentist there is then offered to give me a position as a dental nurse. I worked in a doctor's surgery as a receptionist and got asked if I wanted to train as the practice manager. So honestly, people have always, whatever position I've ever done in my life, they've always seen something in me Mm. to go further than where I am. However, you always still have your own fears and your own Uh, doubts about whether you can achieve what other people can see in you Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's one of my my just fear of failure and fear of not you know I suppose like people think that I'm going to be here like a certain level and I'm like oh my god am I you know am (laughs) I am I gonna let yeah, am I going to let everybody down and I'm not going to reach even their expectations of me? Yeah, that's a massive fear of me sometimes. And, and what what if, say, for instance, um, you, d- you did fail? So say, for instance, your next venture in property, uh, it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. I mean, I, I struggled to believe that you would let that knock you down. No, it bloody wasn't, you know. It, <laughs> exactly. it's, one of, it, it's one of those things that, you know what? at that particular time that deal wasn't right and it didn't work and you know there's massive learnings in it Mm. um I mean already with my first project things are coming up that I'm having to get over I'm I'm learning so much already because this uh property that I'm working currently on is in a conservation area um and uh I didn't realize that the loft extension in it's been done and it's not got planning permission and um there's permitted development for certain things so loft extensions are under permitted development but in a conservation area you basically can't even move a tree you can't cut hedges down you can't change windows you can't do anything without planning permission so it's like little things like that but I'm learning because I'm now working with planning I'm now working with HMO officers you know contacting I've got a tree that (laughs) <laughs> um, it's like pu- push the roots are pushing into the property so wow. I'm having to get a survey done but it's like now I'm in touch with the council I've spoken to tree surgeons and all of that just adds to my database my you know everything that I'm learning of along course, the way course, and, yeah. and, and next time if things like that come up it's not such a scary thought because I've dealt with it because you've dealt with it yeah absolutely I would personally think judging by that answer that you're biggest fear is probably expectations rather than actual failure because I just feel like you'll just go through yeah. it you'll learn and then you'll you'll be better and you'll just kick ass next time basically yeah definitely and I mean I've I've gone very big with my first projects because a lot of people have <laughs> said oh my god Donna like it's your first project so it's an eight but oh and obviously we get all the people the negative people mm, saying mm. you can't do a HMO for your pr- first project yes, you, you can. can't do an eight beds for your first project you won't get the investors you can't get a bridge loan because we deal with bridge loans and I'm like, well, it's funny because I'm doing all of that. Exactly, exactly. So, but but it's only through the fact that my sister is my mentor that I know she's doing it. She's getting properties passed through blanket Article 4 areas. People on the HMO groups, which you're also on, Aaron, are saying that's impossible, that's impossible, that's impossible. I don't even comment anymore. It's not, it's not worth impossible. it. impossible. Yeah, absolutely. It's just impossible for them. Yeah. I, I would just literally leave it. And I, th- I think it's a blessing in disguise that obviously you've got uh, Trisha there to help you as well because I know she's doing fantastic yeah. things. But you also have to give yourself credit as well for your mindset. And yeah. yes, I, I'm sure she's been a massive catalyst and help. But I just feel that 
your enthusiasm and like you said anything you you generally touch you will make a success of it so yes. don't forget to obviously give yourself praise there as well yes no i no i i think um i use my sister mm. to remind me you know when my little voice comes in over where yep. itself yep. um i use my sister as my no she's done it no, she's done it. Exactly. She's got those um, figures on why refinance. She's managed to do that. So why can't I? So she's just, I suppose she's my little crutch at the moment because I haven't done it. So when I have done it, I'll be saying, well, no, I did that last time. You know, there I've you done, already done that. Uh, I just want to bring up that point as well. You mentioned the little voice <laughs> because I can so relate to that. And I'm sure there's many of my listeners who have this little voice in their head and the beautiful thing with you just saying that there is we all have that little voice. So some of us might sit there and we might have this self-doubt and believe that maybe this just isn't for me. But when you start speaking to people who are doing amazing things, and I'm sure Trisha would probably say the same thing. I bet you she has that little voice as well. But I think yeah. what, we, what we have to do is we have to learn how to calm that voice down and kind of yeah. overpower it, I suppose. And, and also reminding yourself that your little voice isn't you. <laughs> yeah that that wow. little voice isn't you it isn't that's you, yeah. just all your that's all that all your insecurities all your negativity all those it it's like the little devil sitting on your shoulder it really is telling you that it isn't possible that you can't do it but you can because all you need to do is take action stay positive keep the the right people around you and network with the right people and you can make anything happen absolutely i love that what we're going to do now is we're going to go into the fun part of the show. And this okay. is a bit that you have no idea what's going to happen. But all it is... Oh, is, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really easy. Hopefully, it's a bit of fun. It's just 60 seconds where I'm going to ask you the most random questions just to kind of give the listeners a little bit more about yourself and mix it up a bit. So are you ready? Yes. All right. Fantastic. We're going to start in three, two, one. Okay. Romance or comedy? A comedy. Italian or Chinese? Italian. The best place you've ever been? Australia. Cinema or bowling? Cinema. The ability to fly or be invisible? Oh, probably to fly. Money or fame? Money. Horse riding or fashion? Horse riding. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. Snickers or Mars? Snickers every day. Every day. <laughs> Favourite TV show ever? Probably Friends. Speak all languages or be able to speak to animals? languages your biggest inspiration at this particular moment in time definitely my sister trisha love it if you could sit with one person in the world for an hour who would it be Maybe the queen you know would you rather know how you would die or when you would die uh when if you could abolish one thing in the world what would it be bullying your favorite song ever uh stereophonics performance and cocktails is it and the final question is would you rather read minds or predict the future read minds love it Brilliant. That's it. Oh my God. You I was like, it. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. It's more fun that way because you can't plan for it, really. Yeah. No, Good wonderful. Stuff. Okay, so I believe hindsight's obviously a wonderful thing and it teaches us that we can get to places quicker, faster, and probably with less money as well. But at the same time, the journey does teach us a lot as well. So, what I want to know is if you could go back in time to maybe one moment where you were younger. What advice would you give yourself? Yeah, I think um, at school I got bullied, um, which I, I'm sure wow. a lot of people um, went through. Um, so, uh, you know what? If I, I wish I had my 
thoughts, my feelings and my positivity back when I was like 12, 13. Mm. Um, I suffered terribly with my skin. So, um, I, yeah, it, it was a hard time during my teenage years. Um, and I just wish I could go back and tell that person that, you know, you're you are stronger than you think you are mm. and these people it's their own insecurities it's their own issues with themselves that are causing them to bully you Absolutely. Um, yeah so uh, i i honestly would not change a single thing that has happened in my life because it's made me who i am today um but like you said if i had to go back i would love to tell that little girl that life will be good life's going to be amazing you just need to believe in yourself i love it i hate bullying like when you said that yeah. it resonated with me because i've had family members suffer with it i was i suppose i was very fortunate that i was quite popular at school so i kind of never seen yeah. the bullying aspect but even now growing up and becoming i suppose more intelligent and more emotionally aware i sometimes kick yeah. myself how i never really like intervened or stopped sort of you know how you yeah. just kind of laugh with the crowd and i suppose that kind yeah. of that's just as bad really but at that time yeah know, so you feel like you'd you feel like you should have stood up yeah, and done something absolutely yeah. and I, I kick myself for that because if i ever see anything now as a man i'd always jump in but as yeah. a kid i suppose you're almost kind of worried i suppose that if you jump in then you're going to be at the crux of everyone's jokes as yeah. well i think social media is helping in terms of bringing it out there so when there are these cases going on and i've seen quite a few terrible stories it's, yeah. it's bringing the importance that, you know, this just isn't acceptable because it can yeah. have such a long-term effect. But I'm so glad that it hasn't obviously affected you too much because yeah. now you're doing amazing things and uh, inspiring yeah, many and people. Yeah, and, and you know what? It's it's quite nice now that I'm older and I am successful and I look yeah. back on those people at that time who aren't doing very well now. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that's because of the decisions that you've taken and because of the actions you know, and how you've behaved is mm. resulted to where you are today. And to to be honest, I'd love to sit down with them really and make them reflect on their decisions and what they're doing in their life to make their lives better. Yeah, I love that. You know? yeah. yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. So sadly, that actually brings us to the last question of the day. And um, the last question I always ask my guests is, if in 150 years time, um, science fails to save us, and all that is left is a book on a table. And that book is about yourself. It's about your life and everything that you've accomplished in your life. What would the title of that book be? And what would the blurb tell us about you? Oh, what a question. The title would definitely be Never Give Up. Mm, love it. So doesn't matter how hard it gets doesn't matter how many obstacles get in the way it doesn't matter how many people tell you that you can't do it just never give up because I can tell you now if you just keep striving for what you want you will get what you deserve so never give up obviously that's a motivational thing it's something that's going to yeah. inspire people but when they turn it over I want them to understand the author a little bit so what will it say about Donna I think it will say that I was a very hard-working uh, forward-thinking bubbly uh, motivated person who uh, 
at, at the moment even I, I just want to help so many different people um so yeah I, I just hope that even just two percent of my energy rubs off on people and and I think um like after the real life event that we've had this weekend the amount of people that came up to me and said oh my god you've made this weekend amazing because of your energy and your drive and how positive you are and it's really it's buzzed me up I'm like I just feel like I'm on cloud nine now so yeah I, I think that's the sort of lasting impression I'll have on people and I hope that's the lasting impression on people because that's what I want to do I want to make people feel like anything is possible absolutely I'm confident it will because um I think you're infectious you remind me of a, a good friend of mine uh Sunny who we, I think yes. we briefly touched yes. upon and we yeah, we both know Sonny. Don't, I've not met, I've not had the pleasure to meet him yet because yeah. uh, unfortunately we've had to rearrange a couple of meetings. But okay. yes, he's another individual I'm looking forward. Absolutely. And it's just good to be around people who can lift you up, especially in, in a world where there's always negativity yeah. flying around. It's always good to be around positive people. Yes. Just before we close the show, I want to give um, you an opportunity to let the listeners connect with yourself. Where would you tell them to come and find you? Yeah, so I'm everywhere at the moment, very okay. quickly. Yeah. Uh, luckily, um, because I've already got a business, I know how it all works. So I've already got an Instagram account, uh, Compass Property Investment. I'm on Facebook, Compass Property Investment, also under my own name, uh, Donna Marie Pegg. Um, anyone can contact me there. Um, I've uh, got email, uh, can contact me via email. Um, so, yeah, everything's up and running. Um, I've even bought my domain for my website that will, I'm sure, be uh, getting set up within the next 12 months. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so I, I'm, I know how to be out there and in your face. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant um, because that's what I want. I want the listeners to be able to connect to you. So would you say Facebook is the first point of call? Yes, definitely Facebook. I, I do far more on Facebook than anywhere else. So they can find me uh, through my personal page, Donna Marie Pegg, and it's open to the public now. It never used to be. Uh, my Compass uh, Property Investment page, which is also active. It's okay. got uh, ongoing uh, updates, what projects I'm working on. I'll be doing live videos on there, uh, videos of the properties, show you how my build team are getting on. Um, and also, I'm wanting to use it uh, also a little bit like a blog. Yeah. So, you know, they so they can see what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, how I'm doing it. And also... Um, what things I'm coming up against. So, cause I'm hoping to use it as a way of teaching others, um, the, you know, this is the problem I've come up against. This is how I've got round it. This is what I've done. These are the people that I've contacted. This is the strategies I've put in place. So I'm t also teaching people to the things that I, and, and yourself, Aaron, I know you've had problems along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I hope that by sharing the problems that I've had, it will allow them to either avoid the problems or deal with those problems head on Absolutely. Uh, because they've had the information and the tools that they need to get past it. Brilliant. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to add all of those links and, um, the Instagram, which I never knew about. So I'll add that as well in the yeah. show notes for everyone. I follow you on Instagram. My, my compass property investment group oh, follow it? you. Right. Okay. Yeah. That rings a bell. So, cause I was actually looking this morning, I think it was before we started this interview and I was like, is she on Instagram? And I was typing in Donna. I couldn't find anything. 
Um, no, so my right. made from memories. So made from memories are mm -hmm. on there. My keepsake bears um, okay. and my property. I haven't got a personal page because I think hitting back onto the gym and fitness and everything mm. is something I eventually want to go into. Okay. Uh, possibly setting up a business um, aimed towards single parents, so single mums, single dads, um, giving them a place that they can have um, no reason to not go because there's childcare um, in their package, in their membership package. And I think that's something that I'm going to aim with my person, maybe set up a personal Instagram and, uh, you know, build that up around the setting up a gym PT sessions with mums, single mums and single dads to allow them the opportunity to always focus on their, their health and their physical exercise regardless of having children i love it as if you haven't got enough to do you're going to set up I that know. as well <laughs> i love it yeah no. but once everything else is being run by everybody else because this is what you do you set the businesses up and you come out of the business then it gives me the time and the freedom to do the other things that i love so much mm. no that's brilliant i think uh, i certainly recommend setting up a, a personal one i kind of do the same thing yeah. i have a personal one i have a property one I have a social enterprise one and I've just started a podcast one as well. So it's almost yes, become a full-time job. Find your voice. That's right. Yeah. Find your voice podcast. Yes. Yeah. So, fantastic. I'll have to follow you back straight after this. Um, Donna, I just want to say massive thank you for taking time out of your day to share your story. I'm very confident it's going to inspire many, many people. And to the listeners at home, thanks for listening. My absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for asking me, Aaron. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day.